0: The long-awaited and often-delayed Indie Ball Report League Preview episode is finally here. So grab a bat, step into the batter's box, as we break down the Frontier, Can-Am, and American Associations this season. So it's just gonna be me today guys, Nick's the only one here, Uh, James is kind of away at the moment, he's not gonna be here for uh, this episode I believe, Well, the actual episode this week, I don't think he's gonna be able to make it for that, but we'll we'll wait and see on that. It's just gonna be me doing the preview, Uh, I wanted to get it out, it's been delayed a lot, so I know that the Frontier League's been playing for now about two weeks or so, can had about a week now of play. Actually, it's a week as I record this, so Americans had also just over a week, if I'm right. So, it's been a bit more time on it, and I figure we kind of need to get this thing out now. So, uh yeah, you guys are going to only get my breakdown on it. I'm sure, though, um, when James gets back, we'll break it down on whatever episode we have. We'll dedicate a small portion to it to kind of just get his thoughts on it as well. But, uh, yeah, no, so we're going to go... We're going to go ahead and we're going to break down the uh, three leagues we have yet to preview. Obviously, there's other, ma- other uh, indie ball leagues, such as uh, the Empire League, uh, Pacific Association, uh, Pecos League, uh, leagues like that, that uh, do exist, they do play, but they're not really in that, uh, what I like to call the core four of uh, the indie ball, indie ball leagues. So, for our purposes, I just don't think there's enough of a uh, following around them to justify uh spending a lot of time previewing them also once you start getting into those other leagues it's all basically the equivalent of rookie ball so there's not really going to be much about these players for the most part as they really act more as feeders for the other guys so i don't really see the point in uh dedicating way too much time on it as uh well just to be kind of blunt about it they're not that big of leagues they don't have much stats about them and Frankly, I think it'll be kind of a waste of time and resources to cover them in great detail. Uh, When they start play, we'll cover them a little bit on either the YouTube channel or on the show. For now, uh, they're just not going to get uh, a whole lot of coverage. So, For right now, we're just going to be covering the Frontier, Can-Am, and American Associations. We will start with the Frontier League, though, as uh, they were the ones that started play the soonest, and we need to kind of get... Information out there on them. So, I just want to kind of preface everything here by saying, uh, a lot of this research was done, uh, about 10 days ago, so some of it may be a little out of, uh, out of date. I Any mean, apologies for that, but it's been, uh, kind of a hectic couple of weeks, so, hence why it's been delayed this long, and why, uh, you all get this information. It's still pretty good, it's still, uh, very accurate, but it's just, uh, with some of the player transactions, it may be a little bit behind on those. Let's dive right into the frontier, like, you know, uh, As always with our previews, we will cover the previous year, what that entailed, any sort of major news from the offseason, and then we will preview each of the teams and give predictions as to how we believe the season will go, or in this case, how I believe the season will go, as I'm the lone man here today. So with the the Frontier League, 2018, their championship was won by your Juliet Slammers. They took home a championship in a year Winners in the East was uh, Juliet and the Washington Wild Things, they split that crown. Top Batters of the Year, there was no real, uh, Player of the Year or Batter of the Year award. I couldn't find a, a winner for that. So I just kind of went through, uh, statistically speaking, who were some of the better batters. And same goes for pitchers here. Uh, for batters, uh, Santiago Chirino, uh, Normal, Zach Weagle. I always get this wrong, but Schomburg. I believe this is the Schomburg Boomers. And then Skylar Ewing of uh, the Florence Freedom. Those are your three really the best batters that were around the league last year. They hit very well, both for power and for average, and uh, they've all, you know, went on and done other things and uh, have become very productive players in their own right. As far as pitchers, uh, Nate Anton of Juliet, Liam O'Sullivan of Juliet, and Thomas Dormandy of the Washington Wild Things are all, you're really the best of the pitchers in the league last year. Uh, Sullivan and dormady they are in the Atlantic League now. They are with the Patriots. I believe Nate Anton. I believe he was pitching with York this year, so I'm not sure, but I do remember seeing his name when I was looking through York's roster. So uh, all of them move on to really the height of Atlantic, or the independent league world in the, the Atlantic League. Good for them. They all move up, and they're certainly very good players all around. Uh, let's go ahead, let's move on now to the off-season news. It's Normal and Traverse City departing the league. There's more on this on actually the very first episode of this very show. So if you go to episode one of the Indie Ball Report podcast, you will see uh, we discuss in great depth uh, Normal and Traverse City and how the Traverse City Beach Bums are were bought and moved to the Summer Collegiate League and are now the Traverse City Pit Spitters. Uh, we had a whole little bit on that. And then uh, with Normal, they also moved to a summer collegiate league. I believe that was due to expenses. That kind of forced their hand there. But uh, Normal was certainly one of the better uh, teams in the league. So it's a bit surprising. But uh, ultimately, as we are seeing right now in the Atlantic League, a good play does not necessarily result in good attendance. And as it does bad play, result in bad attendance. So with that being said, uh, those two went on to move on to uh, summer collegiate. Uh, other... Uh, really the only other major news coming out of the Frontier League over the offseason, uh the Frontier League made an agreement with the Can Am League or Can Am Association, whichever you prefer, uh to play in an All-Star game in Rockland, New York at the home of the Rockland Boulders. Uh that is in the uh, that is in July, I believe July 9th. Uh is the All-Star game is either the ninth or the tenth. Uh the other uh, the other date would be the home run derby. I believe home run is actually the ninth and the uh, All-Star game is the tenth. So Keep an eye out for that, uh, certainly uh, something to watch out for later in the year. But outside of that, there really is no uh, no major news coming out of the Frontier League in the offseason. And with that, we can jump right in to our team previews. Like always, we're going to go ahead, we're going to talk about the team, kind of break down and grade greater positions, and uh, highlight some guys that I think are going to be really good for the team this year. Uh, I've kind of abstained from really looking at how uh, the players have done in these leagues so far this year. Uh, Naturally, that's just partially because there's a lot to do and also because I wanted to keep uh, these preview videos pretty objective and keep them free of, oh, well, this team got off to a hot start as opposed to this team, so I think they're going to do better. I wanted to kind of avoid that. So let's jump into it and let's start with Southern Illinois the Miners. So the Miners last year, they were fifth in the West. They finished with a record of 48 and 47, slightly above 500, so not a terrible year by any means, but Fifth place in your division is not great. I broke them down. I looked at their, uh, pitchers and their batters. I really don't see anything to be that, like, that standoutish about. Uh, C for their pitchers and the C plus for the batters. Uh, the pitchers are pretty, pretty average. Uh, they're not, they're not world burners by any means. I don't really see any game breakers on this, uh, whole roster, at least at the time I was doing a preview of it. And certainly that may have changed, but I certainly don't, uh, believe that Southern Illinois has a real dependable bullpen or a really dependable rotation, which, given the level of independent ball they're at, that's not terribly surprising. Even still, I don't really trust a lot of guys in this bullpen. The only guy I really liked was Kelvin Rodriguez. Whether he's still on the team or not, once again, my research is about 10 days out of date, so he may be there, he may not be there. But as of the time I did this, Kelvin is the guy I really like, and I think he could be very good. As far as the batters, uh, Andy Cosgrove, their catcher, is one of the guys I really like. I think he's a kind of younger-ish guy. I think he has a lot of potential to really do something, and having a good catcher can certainly help your pitching, as he can settle the guys down, he knows how to handle himself on the field. And overall, I do like him as their bat of the year. I think he's the guy to watch most for that. All right, we'll go now to River City, the Rascals. Uh, they won the West last year. Uh, first place there, uh, fifty-two and forty-four. So not a terrible record by any stretch. Uh, Grade their pitchers at a C and their batters at a B minus. Uh, batters definitely did have some highlights. There were definitely some good guys there. The guy I really like the most would be Roth. Half he seemed like he had a good mix of power and a good mix of power Have uh, average hitting. I think he can get on base a lot. I think he has some potential with a little bit of speed mixed in. I think he is a really overall good batter and a good fielder in general. Uh, as for pitching, I uh, see there, Alex Winkleman. Uh, Winkleman, he uh, he's a pretty round the-mill pitcher. He's what you can kind of find wherever, but I think he has the potential to kind of break out this year and I'm not sure I see him sticking the whole year with River City. I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I wouldn't uh, count him out as being a guy that could potentially get a call up, especially with some Atlantic League teams struggling. Uh, maybe they purchase his contract or maybe a, even a uh, major league team him as a double-A body. We go to Gateway now. So, Gateway, 6th in the West. Here, 38-58. Not a very good year. Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit better this year. A C-plus in pitching and a C in batters. Again, Andrew Daniel, I believe he's a catcher. Or he's an infielder, one one of the two there. Uh, He's pretty average of a batter. Not really much to write home there. As for the pitchers, Jordan Barrett is really the guy I like. I think he has some breakout potential. I think he could also... Potentially be one of those guys that uh, could get a call up. I'm not sure how that's going to break out, though. It's a, kind of a shaky shaky proposition there with uh, Barrett being your main go-to guy, but I think he can be dependable this year. All right, so now we'll continue on with our uh, breakdown of the West. Uh, only about uh, two more guys to go here. Uh, the Florence Freedom, uh, third place in the West last year, 49 and 47, so slightly, ever so slightly better than our first team here in Southern Illinois. Um, that shows you how close it was. I think this team's going to be one of your uh, premier teams this year. I could see them really kind of jumping out to things here. Uh, C plus in pitching and a B in batting. Tyler Gibson, Caleb Lopes. Uh, Lopes, I think, can be a really dominant player. I think he has a lot of breakup potential. I like his power bat. <clears throat> and he can still get on base a decent bit. I think he definitely in the right system, can thrive. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, picked up elsewhere soon enough. Um, now I'm waiting on uh, all these guys I'm hyping up here to be, uh, not make their roster or something like that. Because I've already seen that happen. Uh... <laughs> But, uh, any case, Tyler Gibson, I think, is also another good arm. I think could be a reliable arm for Florence. I know it's kind of like a broken record here, but he, re- he really does have potential. Uh, I, he had a couple of good years, and I think he can continue that this year. So let's move on now to the team, the final team in the West. Um, the team that, uh, gave, uh, Juliet a bit of a run last year Evansville, the Otters. Uh, second in the West, 51 45. There was the record, uh, first A on this list, uh, pitchers, they get an 8 minus, and batters get a B plus. I'll talk about the batters first, because, uh, with the pitchers, it's just going to be me talking about Randy Wynn. Uh, but Keith Greshaber. uh, Grishaber is, um, he's a definitely a solid player. Uh, there's a couple of guys that really considering here, but, uh, Keith's this guy I really do like the most here. I think he has a lot of potential to really have a star-studded year. I think he's the perfect candidate to stay with Evansville. For the majority of the year, if not all of it, and overall speaking, I just kind of like him as a uh, as a bat in there. I think he's the perfect middle of the lineup guy. I think he can really dominate if given the right right setup, and I think that's certainly present in Evansville this year. So as for new, when we switch the pitching, there's also a couple of guys here I really like, but Randy wins the guy I got to go with, he had a dominant year last year. I uh, didn't make my list of top guys because he was just slightly off and I had to cut it off somewhere. So he was just, he was number four in that. But he certainly was a guy that powered through and powered Evansville to their finals appearance. And uh, overall speaking, I think he's going to again be that kind of guy. And with all three of those guys out, I think Wynn clears the way to be your uh, fronting Frontier League Pitcher of the Year. I think that is Certainly a possibility and I think it's even a probability at this point. He just has great command. He's good stuff and overall speaking, I think he can really dominate when given the opportunity to and he's certainly going He is certainly going to get that opportunity once every five days with that being said that's kind of our conclusion on the West um, I'll go ahead and I'll break down how I think uh, the West will shape out uh, this year when we get to that point however I want to break down the East first, and then we will break down the whole league in general, and I'll give you my predictions as to who I think is going to be playing in the finals. Uh, they have a kind of a weird system for doing the playoffs, so I'm just going to give you my finals predictions. In the East, uh, we're going to start with the 6th place team in the East, Windy City Thunderbolts. Going to their 20th anniversary season, uh, they came out of 19 season with a 41-54 record. Uh, not terribly great here. Uh, far from the worst team, though, I think, in my opinion. Uh, Kenny Matthews at the pitching job and uh, Tyler Straub at the plate are really the two guys that highlight the C for pitchers. Straub kind of fits the mold of everybody else I've been talking about with the exception of Wynn I think he's a solid guy. He's poised for a breakout. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Don't really see him being uh, a true dominant force for the team, but I think he's going to lead the way in pitching there. Uh, obviously, I think they're going to do better than sixth, but I don't know I don't know, have a strong uh, feeling on that one way or the other here, but then again, uh, I don't believe it's possible to do worse than the sixth this year. Thing as they believe they're down to ten teams now. Second place team in the East last year and one of your finalists in the playoffs, the Washington Wild Things, a fifty-four and forty-two record in the East last year, a truly dominant team, I think, for this upcoming season. Pitchers can a Zach Streaker is the guy that I'm really highlighting. He's not as good as a Randy Wynn, but Streaker compliments a beautiful staff. There's a lot of guys on there, and I think they're all going to really mold together, gel real nice, and if it's. It's kind of one of those, you don't need one A guy and they're filling it with a bunch of Cs if you have a bunch of Bs. You'd rather have a bunch of Bs. And true, you'll lose against an A, but there's not many A type players in this league. So if a B can beat a C, you just need a bunch of Bs. And that's exactly what it is here it's kind of like the definition of uh, getting on the honor roll. Uh, You have a higher chance of being on the honor roll if you have a 3.2 and all Bs than you do of having 1A and all Cs and coming away with like a 3-0. You know, it's kind of one of those deals here. Uh, That's how I kind of look at their staff. Uh, No real standouts, but a bunch of really good pitchers. As for the batting, Shane Hughes, he's the guy I picked here. Uh, Once again, I think he's fits the mold just by anyone else i've mentioned i think he can if it's, uh uh lopes the best as the kind of guy where he really does have the potential to kind of break out he's not really deficient in any one area i'm just waiting to see if he can take that next step this year and if he does he won't be in washington very long he will be in the actual system for most of the time he is in the frontier league so we'll move on now to schromberg I believe it's Schromberg. Schromberg, however you say it. The Boomers, who finished fourth in the East with a forty-five and fifty-one record last year. I don't really see them getting much better this year. A C plus in pitching and a B minus in batting. Uh Gunner who has a terrific name. And Jake apparently is his uh apparently again he fits the mold basically of uh, really anyone I picked, I guess Tyler Schrump would be the best comparison there. Uh kind of waiting to see what he's gonna do, but uh overall speaking, uh I kind of see them being the more or less more of the same type of thing. Uh, I kind of believe he will be a, uh, a solid addition to the team. I think he'll be uh, a good player again. I think he'll lead the team batting. And again, it's kind of like the 5-6 hole type hitter. And he's exactly what you want in that. And that's why he is my pick there. However, and with the pitching, Gunnar Collins is really kind of like Kenny Matthews. Uh, or Tyler Gibson, I suppose, is a better comparison. Again, uh, I'm waiting to see if he can take that next step. If he does, like his record says he should, then I really do expect him to be a very good pitcher in the league. However, uh, there's still a lot to be seen with him. So, there is that. Uh, we'll move on now to our second-to-last team in the preview, the Lake Erie Crushers. Third in the East last year, 50 wins, 46 losses. Pitching rating, C, batters, a D-minus. So, not very good. Um... Jake Vapovich, he he's the only guy I really saw here that I really liked on the pitching staff. Even him, uh, it's a bit of a stretch. Once again, their league average in pitching, which is fine if your batting is good, but uh, their batting just isn't good. I really had to kind of scrape together at least one guy here, and if Bokuzin is really like, the only guy that I really think has potential to make an impact on this whole lineup, I just don't see like Gary doing very good this year. Uh, to me, they're kind of like the York of this league, where sure, they may have a couple of hot stretches in a good couple of weeks, but overall, I just don't see them making a huge impact. Uh, I think that, uh, they're gonna need to do something in and out of bat if they really want to be competitive this year on the, the shore with the Great Lakes, but, uh, all said, I don't expect much out of Lake Erie this year. I kind of expect them to, uh, drop back to that five hole. And with that being said, let's now go to the toast of the of the frontier league, the best team in the league, <coughs> and the reigning champion, Juliet Slammers, first in the East last year, a fifty-four and forty-two record, making them the best in the league last season. Uh, tied actually that with that mantle with Washington, but being that they won the division, they hold the mantle of the regular season champion and the postseason champion. Looking overall here, hard to say. Not, uh, not terribly much. Their pitchers definitely took a step back. I see for them, uh, Darren Osby being the guy that I like. Uh, once again, he's pretty run the mill pitcher. He's one of those best on your team, but probably not best in the league type guys. Uh, and then LJ, I'm pretty sure it's Callawaya. Uh, I like him too, I think he's going to be a really solid guy, kind of a B on their uh, overall stat, on their overall batting, I think there's a couple of guys that can really step out, like LJ, but overall, I think it's a bit of a step back, which isn't terribly surprising, there's always going to be a talent drain after you play, and you do so well, Uh, at the end of every season, of course, it's going to be drains, but when you win, you get drained a bit more, and that's just the reality of minor league baseball as an entirety, regardless of affiliation, so, with that being said, I think we can now talk about who's going to be playing from September. September 3rd also is their start of their postseason. So, with that being said, I kind of see in the uh, winning the East this year, uh, it's hard to say there's a couple of good teams. I see uh, Washington, though, coming away with this one. I think they are clearly the best player, our best team in this league, and frankly, I think they're going to steal uh, that first place spot. Uh, second place, though... Uh, bit of a shocker here, but I'm gonna go with Windy City. I think Windy City has definitely the potential to be in that second spot. And they're kind of my shocker team here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished fourth, and just like I wouldn't be surprised if they finished second. Uh, so I'm picking them at second here. I think, uh, uh, guys like Schwab are going to kind of, kind of push them and wield them ahead of where they should be. Uh, that being said, uh, let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about now Schomburg, who I have. And third this year. I see them bumping up just a little bit. Um I do see them I see them being a competitive team here. I think they're just going to edge out my next team, which is Juliet, who I think is going to regress significantly this year. Uh, I see them edging them out just a hair. And I think guys like parently and Keynes will manage just kinda dominate just enough. To get them to that third place spot. Uh, Juliet, they they just went through a drain. I a little too much. I don't see them being able to overcome it. We look at Lake Erie. I see Lake Erie finishing last. There's nothing on this team that really inspires a lot of confidence in me about them. Uh, overall, not a great team, to be honest. They're really just not that good of a team. So with uh, that being said, that's why I see the East shaking out in the West. I have Evansville winning it. I think they're just a diamond team. I think guys like win are just going to kind of will them to victories. Uh, I have Florence coming in second. Alright, so, uh, with River City, I think they have enough talent just to kind of outlast everybody else and wind up taking third. I think Florence is just a slightly better team with guys like Caleb Lopes, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way around. Uh, coming into fourth and fifth, respectively, would just be Gateway and Southern Illinois. I don't think it really matters. Uh, Either way, I think those teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, so I think that's how that's going to shake out. Ultimately, in the final, I think it's no shocker. I'm going to see Evansville and Washington squaring off. I think that's just a natural matchup there. Uh, I don't know who's going to win it. I think they're pretty even. If you made me guess today, I'd say Washington. I think they're just a better overall team. So i look for Washington to come out of the Frontier League in 2019. So with that, I think that will conclude the Frontier League portion of this bonus episode, and we will now be able to move on to the Canadian American Association, or Can-Am League for short. Uh, I know the most about this league, I'm located right in the middle of three of them, the Miners, Jackals, and Boulders, so I see a lot of their baseball, I kind of know their style. Now granted that's going to change, because there's always a lot of turnover in indie Ball, but especially on these rosters, however, we'll discuss the roster construction and the team outlook in 2019 in just a moment, but let's recap the 2018 season first, which saw the Sussex County Miners taking not only the regular season championship with 62 wins, but... Also, the total league championship, the playoff championship, you know, the one that matters and you get the pennant for. They were the overall winners last year. They won everything that you could win in Sussex last year. So, a terrific season for your manager of the year, Bobby Jones. Uh, regular season awards, as I just stated, was Bobby Jones winning manager of the year for Sussex. Uh, Rookie of the year was Martin Ficarua. Uh This was before his walk-off shot, that even then he still had a terrific year overall. And you can't really ask for terribly much more out of that guy. So, well-deserved the Rookie of the Year award. And he is also currently a part of the St. Louis Cardinals organization. I believe Double-A is where he is. So, I believe that's Springfield, but I'm not sure on that. Uh, as for Rookie Pitcher of the Year, uh, that went to Jordan Kurokawa. He is an Ottawa pitcher, and he also had a terrific year, solid year. He started off this season, though, on the... uh Disabled list expects him to come back fairly soon and pick up right where he left off. So overall, a dominant season from uh, Kurokawa, and I do expect to see that continuing in 20, uh, 2019. And this is definitely a huge debt to have him come back. I was expecting him to be on a minor league uh, MILB, rather, uh, roster, not in Ottawa. But uh, you need to count your blessings if you're the champs. So um, him, the actual MVP of the year, or player of the year, however you like to call him, uh, Taylor Brennan of three rivers, uh, Trey Rebaugh, They uh, had a dominant season with him at the helm. He was one of those guys that just kind of willed them into the postseason and nearly got them over Summers, over uh, Sussex, my mistake. Uh, yeah, the Eagles, they nearly took out the Miners in Game 5 of the series, but uh, unfortunately for them, the Miners had some 86 Mets magic and uh, started, did their little uh, base hit, walk, miss pitch, base hit, scores Mikey Reynolds, and that's all she wrote for you guys. We can move on now to uh, just talking about some off-season stuff. This is the 15th anniversary season for the uh, Canadian-American. Uh, they are formed out of the Northern League, so uh, this is the 15th year of them, uh, starting in 04. Kevin Wien got named your executive director. This is going to be important later on, but that basically means he kind of is the pseudo-commissioner. He does a lot of the actual commissioner stuff. He does a lot of the in-person stuff. Think of him, uh, he's kind of like the uh, deputy commissioner, I would assume. So it's a very important role, uh, so good for them. Uh, then Rockland got the 2019 All-Star Game versus the Frontier League. We just discussed this a few moments ago, but uh, they will host it, and it will be a huge celebration that, that whole week. It's the 9th and the 10th, of I'm correct, uh, Home Run Derby, and then the All-Star Game itself. Moving on from there, uh, they also announced that uh, they're renewing their international series. They are playing Cuba, the Shakuku Island All-Stars, and the Empire League All-Stars as well. Uh, this is kind of your standard thing here. They normally rotate between Cuba, the Dominican Republic, and Shakuku. Uh, as for the minors, they don't have Cuba on the schedule, if I'm correct, and so the Empire League will replace them. Uh, just pretty standard, round-the-mill business. And then, as last piece of news here, this came just a couple weeks ago. Uh, all this stuff we've talked about in various episodes, but, uh, particularly this one we talked about just a couple episodes ago, I believe, about four back. So, check back to about episode 12, and we, that's yeah, the one I believe we discussed, the uh, the Can-Am League's vote for implementing an expansion. So, they are planning to expand. Uh, normally they'd say, oh, we're looking into it, if we, there's a market that appears, then we'll go ahead and we'll... We'll take advantage of it. But uh, this time, they're actively seeking out these markets. So I'm kind of getting the sense that they're growing tired of having to use international teams and other leagues teams. And now they kind of want to get back up to their eight-team number that they so often like. Uh, But uh, we go into more detail about that on that episode. So check back to the archives, and you'll find it. And you can hear our thoughts on it. But also with this uh, came roster expansion, and that is taking place this year, not uh, the following. Are not when never expansion takes place. So there's an extra roster spot or two to uh, help teams out. So that's important to note here. But uh, with all the offseason news and last year preview, or review rather, out of the way, let's now talk about the outlook for the season. Uh, we'll start with your Three uh, Rivers Eagles, as they are called in English, or the trois Rivières Eagles in French. I probably butchered that. I'm sorry to the province of Quebec. So we'll go ahead now and let's recap what they did last year. They finished fourth, snagging the last playoff spot, and they had a 53-49 and 49 record uh, this season. Garrett Mundell, I think, is going to kind of lead the pitching staff. See eyes, I rate them in the pitchers category. Uh, nothing really terribly much to get excited about here. I think it's going to be a very similar season for uh, Three Rivers. I think they're going to kind of beat up on the same teams and do more of the same. As for batters, uh, Levon Washington, I think he's going to have a really good year. I think he's going to have a breakout year, as long as he remains on the roster. Uh, I think he's going to be a very, very good player for them. Uh, not much else to say. I think he's going to be more of the same for uh, Three Rivers. Uh, as for Sussex County and the Miners, uh, they're up next, and they finished first last year. 63 wins, 38 losses. Uh, they just about won everything they could. Uh, overall, though, uh, let's take a look at who I kind of expect from them. Uh, pitcher-wise, uh, Scott Kuzminski, I think he's going to kind of lead the way in the pitching category. I give him a B-. Overall, uh, guys like Frank Duncan, I'm not totally sold on yet, but, you know, anything could happen. Uh, Corey Jones, I do expect to come back out and pitch very good. Uh, I'm still amazed that uh, Bobby Jones let him go for 158 pitches last year in a playoff game. As for batters going, uh, DK carries the guy. I look at uh, old Donkey Kong himself here. Uh, I think he's uh, I think he's the best bat they're going to have this year. I really don't see many bats in this lineup. I mean, like guys like Nick Zaharian, I don't really see you producing terribly well. Maybe with extended playing time that he's going to get this year, that could change it. But I don't really see any uh, game breaker on this roster, and that's going to be a problem uh, going forward for them. Um, moving on now to Rockland. Uh, Rockland finished third last year, snagging the third playoff spot, 54-48, and 48, a single game better than the fourth-place team. Uh, Rockland, I kind of expect to be a decent team this year. I think they're going to be better than the Miners. I know, thus following the season, that's not been proven true. However, I still think that there's a good chance of it. I think guys like Robbie Gordon are going to lead the way pitching, and guys like Jordan Hinshaw are really going to lead the way at bat. I think these guys have a lot of potential to really do some damage this season, so I look out for that. Uh, as for moving on from there, there's a couple of guys I wanted to highlight here with the Quebec Capitals, or the Capitals de la Quebec. Uh, second place last year, 58 and 44, so they were only five back of Sussex, but there's a meaningful five, and they were significantly ahead of the, uh, fourth place, our third place Boulders at four games ahead of them. But it was pretty close last year, pretty tight-packed. Um, in any case, uh, the pitching, I think, is going to be the best in the league. Guys like Matt Marsh, I think, are going to lead the way. Obviously, you always got guys like Dustin Mulkin uh, and Ciccilla, Uh and Those guys are always going to be good. That's a given. They may have a rough start here or there, but overall, that pitching staff is going to be dominant. And I expect that, more the, that will be the case this year. I think it's going to be more of the same for them uh, going into... Twenty nineteen. Uh, as for batters, I'm kind of concerned there. Only T.J. White's really standing out. There's not really many other guys there where I'm really con- going. Oh, well, i concerned about real damage in this in this lineup this year. Uh, no one else really stands out to me there. But uh, one of the guys I did want to highlight was uh, Lachlan Fontaine. Uh, he's kind of be a guy that can pitch and can hit. He's a dual-angle player, which is going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. In a league like the Can-Am League, I think that could be very beneficial, as you really don't have much to draw from as far as depth in the system, because you only have the guys on your roster. You only have those 21-22 guys. So I think guys like Lock, uh, like uh, Lachlan here, like Fontaine, uh, could be a very key asset here. It, it's one of those things where it's a low-risk, high-reward option, in my opinion. So uh, I'd watch out to see how, uh, he does. We now move to our attention to the Ottawa Champions. Solidly last place last season. Uh, a 41-60 and 60 record for them. Not great. Looking to improve on the season. And I gotta say, I don't see it. Uh, pitchers, C-minus. Batters, C-minus. While well, no one's terrible, I don't see guys like Andrew Cooper and Malik, uh, Collymore really leading the way. Uh, I didn't put Kurokawa here just because we already know he's gonna be good. Uh, First-year manager in Boucher, and all in all, I just don't really see terribly much here from this team in 2019. I think it's going to be more of the same that you saw last year, unfortunately, and I just don't really see any games that are going to be able to steal. Uh, That's just the way I look at it. As for the Jackals, uh, they go next, New Jersey Jackals, 5th last year, 50 and 42. They were in it to the last week of the season, and then... Unfortunately for them, they had a very rough last week of the year for them, and that uh, resulted in them losing that final spot to uh, three Rivers there, as they were only four games off. Keep that in mind. Uh, it really was a lot closer than you think. They still had a shot towards the end there due to their schedule, but they just couldn't pull through. Overall, a C for their pitching and a B-plus for their batting. Guys like Santiago Chirino, who we did cover, in uh, the Frontier League, we talked to him briefly. I think he can, he will continue to hit well. There's a couple of guys here like Conrad Greger who is back in New Jersey. I think he's going to do very well. There's a couple other guys. Actually, their opening day is today on uh, Friday. I'll unfortunately not be there, but we'll probably get out there some point over the weekend. Uh, so look out for that. Um, but I think overall. I think their bats are going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting. Guys like Reese Carlos, I think, is going to be your main pitcher, and I don't really see a lot cooking with that. I don't really see a lot of great uh, pitching talent on the roster as it stands constructed today. I think they're going to really need to improve on that. Otherwise, they're going to just be banking on winning uh, eight, six games, which is possible in a league like the Can-Am League. But uh, at the same point, I don't think it's going to be... uh, Probable, I should say. Uh, with that, we kind of covered all six teams here. So just my four teams I got making the playoffs this year uh, pretty similar to last year. I got Quebec in first place. I got the Boulders in second place, the Myers in third place. And the fourth place spot is really tough for me to tell because the Eagles and the Jackals are very similar in nature. They're once again going to be fighting for it. I think the Jackals are able to eke it out and kind of take that spot here. Uh, they got a new manager in there, and I think it could really... I think this team really has the potential to make that push and get into the postseason. Now, I don't see them getting past Quebec. Obviously, a long referee with them. Uh, you lose three times in the finals to them. There's going to be a referee brewing there, as is true with the Jackals and their history. However, I... I don't see them getting past them. I think it's going to be pretty clean. I think it's going to be three games. I think it's going to be three, and we're going to be done, and we're going to be moving uh, uh, Jack's going to be happy to get their one game at home, though. That's good for them. Uh, but overall, I just don't see it. Uh, as for Sussex, and as for Rockland, it's going to be close. I really could see it being a rematch of this past season. I could really see either team making it, though. Uh, that's the thing here. I'm going to go with Sussex here, simply because I think there's some experience on this team. I think Bobby Jones knows how to manage. Uh, Kevin Baliaz is no slouch himself. Uh, Rockland manager. New one after Keith left to go uh, manage high point. Uh, I just overall have the feeling that I trust Bobby Jones a lot more. I think he's the kind of guy that uh, I can rely on a lot more. And for that reason, I just... Uh, I, I have a feeling that the Sussex Miners are going to be in there. However, I think Quebec has their number this year. I think Quebec's just that... He's going to be just that good. And if they are just that good... Uh, it's gonna be five and done. That's the way I look at it. I think it's gonna be over in five. I see Quebec taking this league championship. I could be wrong, but that's how I look at it. That being said, let's turn our attention now to the American Association. Uh, 2018 champion for them, your Kansas City T-Bones. A terrific name for them. Uh, regular season champion though was the Sioux City Explorers. A terrific year for them, but they were led by rookie of the year, uh, Verna, uh, Justin Verna. And uh, their player of the year was Jose Cermo. Uh Those two guys were just solid, and they power that team ahead a lot. Uh, manager of the year was Joe Pichera. Joey C. Butchered that, but he used to be the Jackals manager. He had a terrific year and took a Kansas City team that had no business winning this league and won the league with him. Uh, off-season uh, news, Milwaukee joined the league after the departure of w- uh, Wichita, who suspended operations. Uh, partially due to a affiliate team coming in, and also due to the fact that their stadium was just decrepit and old. And uh, Joshua Schaub got, near. Josh got named the new commissioner. We talked about all this, uh, Wichita and Milwaukee on episode one. Josh got talked about, belief around episode four. So check out that. Check out all those episodes, and uh, we go into more detail with that, and you can have real discussion instead of me just uh, lecturing to you for an hour. In any case, let's now break down these teams here as. I'm getting awfully tired, and I still have more to record. Uh, uh, St. Paul Saints, uh, second in the North last year, a 59-41 and record. Uh, B and A for them. Uh, Pitcher's a B, batter's an A. Um, Mitch Brown, he's not on the roster anymore, but I still think he's going to have a good year. I know how weird that sounds, how it is to say that. However, I really do think Mitch is going to catch on somewhere, and he's really going to dominate this year. He is a very talented player, and I'd be shocked to see him not be uh, somewhere. But uh, Max Murphy... He had a terrific first game against uh, the new Milwaukee team, the Milkmen. And I think that's going to continue throughout the year. He's a very good player, and I do expect him to continue to play very well. And speaking of new teams, or newer teams, rather, the Chicago Dogs. Uh, fourth in the North last year, 45 wins, 54 losses, a B-plus in pitching, and a C in batting. Guys like Jake Dahlberg are going to lead the way here. Uh, there are Carlos Zambrano, obviously, is back. He yeah, he was DH'ing a game, which I love to see it as a that's avidly opposed to the DH. I think it's a sin, and it shouldn't be in baseball at all because it's a gimmick at best and definitely ruins the game at worst. But overall, I think guys like them are going to lead the way pitching-wise. Uh, guys like Edwin Arroyo are going to dominate on the, mount- or in the batter's box, and they're going to do what they do, and I really think it's going to be a good year for your Chicago dogs. Uh, keeping it in the north, the Winnipeg Golden Eyes. fifth in the North, 41 and 59. Not getting any better for you boys. Uh, C-plus in pitching, uh, Jake Charleston, I think, is really going to lead the way there. And batting, James Harris, AC, once again, definition of average. This team is not going to really do much because they don't really have a game-breaker. And when you're like a game-breaker, you're in for a bad time. Uh, moving on now, uh Gary South Shore, Real Cats. First, in the North, 59 and 41. Tied the Saints with that. Big drop off. Uh, Jason Cimbaldi and Colin Willis are really the two guys on this team that I'm kind of happy about. Overall, though, no one on this team to get excited about. Sees all the way around, uh, not that great. Alright, let's finish off. Let's keep talking about the North here and then we'll get, we'll circle back to Milwaukee. Uh, Fargo Moorhead, Redhawks, New manager and Jim Bennett. Uh last year though, fifty-one to forty-nine. Basically even Aaron Ford, your pitcher, he's 40 even, he's not that great, he's not that terrible, he's kinda of whatever. Uh as far as batters go, B plus Devin Ahart. A Hart Devon Ahart is a good player. He's a good batter, and I overall think he's going to kinda of lead the way for Fargo this year. Uh I kinda of see this team being more of the same. I don't really see terribly much out of them this year. But I don't see them being bad either. They're kind of a... They're a weird team. That's what they are. They're very weird. And overall, I kind of... Uh, I don't expect to see them in the postseason, but I certainly do uh, kind of expect to see them uh, contend. I think they're a contender this year. Uh They have some batting, like I said with Devin, but, you know, it's... uh We move now to the Sioux Fall Canaries. They were the worst team in the North last year at a record of 40-60 and 60. 20 games under 500, not very good. Uh, Sam Bragg and Jordan Ebert are really the only two guys here that look like they have even a prayer at doing something meaningful this year on this team here. Uh, Sam, a pretty average pitcher, and Jordan, a pretty average batter. Uh, but very good for the team standards. Overall, though, I don't expect much of them. Uh, as for Milwaukee, uh, obviously, they're in the North. No record, no finish last year as they're in expansion. Uh, pitching-wise, a C-, and batting-wise, a D-plus. Pedro Martinez for batting is really like the only guy here, but even then I'm not totally sold on him. And uh, Carlos Diaz pitching is a guy, but I'm not sold on him either. Uh, kind of concerning there that they don't really have much, if anything, for them. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. It's a wait and see approach, as my co-host that's not here would like to so often tell us uh, with them. I don't expect much out of them, but they've played uh, a couple of teams really competitive so far, so anything is possible for the milkman in 2019, and hopefully they do well. Obviously, you'd like to see them draw good attendance for the first year. Uh, do the opposite of what High Point's doing right now, which is playing great baseball and drawing nobody. Uh, although, I'm sure they want to do both. So, now we head to the south. Uh, the Claiborne Rail Riders. Uh, 5th and South, 33 and 66. Hey, they sucked last year. C-minus uh, <laughs> C- in both pitching and batting. Uh, bridge and Garcia are the two guys I... I kinda of highlighted here, but once again, it was kinda of skimming the bottom of the barrel here. I don't really see much on this team that I really wanna highlight overall. They don't seem like they're that good of a team. I kind of expect more of the same from them, unless they can rally together here, but, uh, that seems doubtful. Anywho, uh, Kansas City T-Bones, uh, second in the South, 62 and 37. Last year, a league champion as well. A C-plus in pitching, I give them, and a B-minus in batting, uh, Pitching for major leaguer Randall Delgado, brave system guy for a long time. I kind of expect to see him do very well. Uh, you know what you're getting with Randall Delgado. He's a good player. He's a good pitcher. He's going to do everything he can do. And, uh, it's just the depth from there that concerns me. I don't think there's much in the way of depth for the T-bones here. And as for batting, Mikey Randall's a key part of the Sussex Championship run, he moved up a level here to the American Association this year. He had a great uh, offseason in Australia, he played very well there, and I kind of expect to see him continue that in 2019. Uh, obviously anything can happen, though. Uh, we go now to the Lincoln Salt Dogs, fourth in the south, 51 and 48. Uh, B- minus in both categories for them this year, uh, Austin Boyle and Kurt Smith. Boyle, I think, is a solid pitcher, Smith, I think, is a solid batter. Uh, not much to say here. I can give you the same thing I've been saying for the past hour, in that they pitch very well, good command, good stuff, and just uh, good average, good batting, but I don't terribly know uh, too much about these guys here, so hopefully it sounds intelligent that I'm picking these guys, uh, but I think they're going to be very good. Alright, as for Texas, the Air Hogs. uh, Six in the South, 25 and 75, oh god, you make Cleburne look good. I give him a B in pitching, they're actually a fairly good pitching team with guys like uh, Carlos Contreras. He's a good pitcher. He actually has like he actually has potential. Uh I think he's gonna really dominate for them this year, but Jesse Baker leading the way in batting, oh boy, a D in batting. It's Oh dear, this has the makings of like twenty fourteen Mets. Great bat uh, great pitching. Or no more like twenty seventeen Mets. Terrific pitching. But God do they suck at the play. Uh, that's just something you can't do. You can out select people, but you can't always out pitch them, and that's the problem there. For them, so, they're not much to note. Um, uh, and then we finish with the best team in the South last year at 71-29, the Sioux City Explorers. B plus both ways. Uh, I had spotlighted Evan DeLuca, but they cut him. So, that shows you how much I know about this league. And DeLuca then got picked up, I wanna say, in New Jersey which will definitely help the Jackals out, but still, I think the pitching staff is very good for them. I think they're going to do very well, and I expect more of what we got from them last year overall. Obviously, you got still rookie of the year guys like Verna, and you have uh, Joe Somo coming back here, and again, led by also guys like Nelson Ward. Overall, it's a very deep batting rotation, um, and I see that continuing and continuing to dominate overall. So... If I had to pick my two uh, my two winners, I would say it's tough to say. I'd probably pick the Saints coming out of the North. The Saints are a very good team, and I expect to see them play for a championship. And in the South, I'm going to risk, and I'm going to say the T-Bots. I think uh, guys like Delgado and Reynolds are really going to lead the way for them. I think they're going to really have a good year, make another push, go to defend. But I think in the end, i got to go with the Prestige team and the Saints, stopping the back-to-back run, because back-to-back is really tough regardless of what league or what sport, back-to-back, it's tough. So, I gotta go with the Saints. I think they're gonna be a really good team. I think they got the batting, and they got the pitching, and they got the managing. So, that was exhausting. All right, so we just covered a lot of leagues. We didn't get to give them as much depth as we want, and it was only me doing it, so I'm sorry if it was a bit underwhelming for you guys. I'm sorry about the wait. Uh, but we tried our best to get it out when we did, but this is the best we can do, and, uh, I thought it would be better to get it out now, and then it would be, uh, to wait any longer because any longer we wouldn't we just wouldn't have done it because it wouldn't have been relevant and uh yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed the bonus episode uh if you did uh please consider subscribing and rating and reviewing on whatever podcast you use we're available on TuneIn, stitcher spotify podomatic and itunes uh, we're available on all of them still working on google play and uh yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, be sure to share us also on social media and uh, tweet at us at uh, Indie Ball Report Pod or Indie Ball Pod on Twitter, Indie Ball Report on Instagram, and uh, also on YouTube. It's Indie Ball Report, and then on the internet we can be found at www. And uh, yeah, that's about all there is. So. I expect for the normal episode to come out within a day from this, if I get this out and edit it all on the same day. If not, uh regular episode will be out the following week. And, uh, yeah, until the next time we talk, don't forget to play ball.